0: kept your room just as it was. Uh, 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 You slept under the engine? What a dump. All the stories you would tell me. This is where you saw it from? The battles, the planets, the window of dreams.
1: (laughs) Ah, what is this contraption? Oh, looks pretty. Powerful. It's a cloaking device. Whoa. Oh, she reads Klingons. A girl like that can be useful. Cloaking? It can make a ship invisible. <laughs> Too bad it doesn't
0: work without chimerium. It's impossible to get your hands on. Chimerium? We have loads of that. If we're invisible, we could hide from you know who. <clears throat> chimerium. Who said we have chimerium?
1: Rocked it? Just now? Gee, this guy.
0: Friday a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson Lee, and with me is my co-host, Mike Thurlow. Hi, Johnson Lee. <laughs>
1: Welcome to <laughs> Shay Mike Thurlow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, do you want to tell our uh, listeners what's different today? We're, we're together in person. We
1: are together in person. I, I think they can recognize that. We'll, we'll probably leave the beginning part in as... Johnson is opening up a bottle of uh, Chicard He
0: can't speak! Oh, my God!
1: (laughs) Chicard Pateau. Um. (laughs) What? Chateau Picard. Thank you, yes. There we go. Oh, nice pop.
0: Yes, so um, what happened was one of my friends... For my birthday, for my 40th birthday, I'm now officially old and in the same decade as Mike. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> um, sent me a bottle of Chateau Picard and a bottle of Canard, which was very nice. Wow. Very unexpected. And this is a friend, um, shout out to this friend, her name is Sherry, is not a Star Trek fan. But she legit just went searching on the internet for gifts that she thought would be appropriate for me. And she came across this, and I was completely blown away. Totally unexpected. And I looked it up. It is a total ripoff. It's like two bottles of wine for like $130. That is, that is quite expensive. It's like, so this bottle of Chateau, Chateau Picard is 65 bucks. So we're going to do a little bit of taste
1: test today. When just are we going to drink see. the canard? I'm, I'm fascinated. Next, next time. I'm fascinated well, by a canard, too.
0: Well, the thing is, the canard is also a red. So it's not just, it's not the like gooey. Oh, it's not.
1: Different.
0: It's not gooey. It's not like molasses, which is it's, how it's supposed to be. Right. Um, I don't, I think it's also kind of a blend. This Chateau Picard is, uh, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon and a Merlot blend. Okay. So
1: let's see, you're a off, uh, fan, Right. I mean, Dennis is more of the cab Sav fan, so yeah, more like
0: aerating it. We're aerating, aerating it. it this is yeah. what's happening.
1: You're smelling so, it. I'll so smell. you know. So what happened? So one thing we learned in our travels to Napa over the summer, okay. last summer. Okay, I'm swirling. Which is the last time that we actually reco- recorded was after sometime before or after Hawaii and, and Napa, but okay, um, swirling. So yes, you swirl to aerate it, but then you sniff from the top of the glass, not the bottom of the glass. Where's where's the top? I don't the top to... is up here. Uh and you'll get the bouquet. If you smell down below, you'll get the alcohol smell. Okay. So Sure. Um, so that's how you you're supposed to smell from the top of the glass. Okay. When you're when you're smelling. So let's let's taste and see what we think about that. Wait, what do you smell? I'm I I not sm- that that sophisticated a maker. Wine wine. I smell wine. Uh, I smell, well, why don't, don't you? Well, let's take a sip and then you can read the bottle description. Okay. Because this is not a. All right, well, cheers, is, cheers,
0: cheers, cheers, cheers. Oh my god, it's very tart and bitter. Oh god, I hate it. Okay. <laughs> Chateau Picard. There's a quote from Pac, from Captain John luc Picard. I don't think. Um, this is an actual quote from him because he's a fictional character. I don't think it's a quote from a even like a a series or a movie. They say a, win- a winter's a history is in every glass. The soul he comes from, his past, hopes for the future. So to the future. Dot dot dot. Captain John Lou Picard.
1: Okay, well, okay. to the future.
0: To the future. Yes. Ugh, I do not want to drink the rest of this. Uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard's family roots are in France's premier wine country where the Picard family cultivated the land and crafted premium French wines since the late 20th century Chateau Picard was well known throughout the galaxy was it? Um, so (laughs) the trivia here is that there is an actual Chateau Picard and the 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 labelers basically went to them and was like hey we we want to do this partnership with paramount slash cbs would you be up for it so they basically created
1: like a limited edition uh that was branded chateau picard so they probably get shafted is probably the the true story here you mean are you talking about the vineyard yes they got shafted by paramount slash cbs and they were paid i'm sure they were paid handsomely for this
0: wow. i mean the the label's nice uh, i can't i don't know i don't like this wine do you like
1: it <laughs> I mean, it's a, so... It's very I mean, it's, acidic. It's a mix. It, it's, you're right. It is very acidic, and I'm not a not a huge red drinker. Um, I like this. I like reds, but this is just, I don't, I'm, I do This is very acidic, but it's what you're... very what, acidic. It's going
0: to give me acid reflux in like what, five minutes.
1: What uh, year is this? 2386.
0: That's what it says here. Does it really say 2386? <laughs> I mean, it says
1: 2386. Oh my word, it does. But um,
0: on the back, it says 2017.
1: Oh 2017. Okay. So yeah. it's it's a Yeah, this is more light body than I would expect, but yeah, it, is a, blend. Hope, yeah, but would, it like, is a Yeah, I would want blend. a fuller. I mean like a mix between a
0: cab a cab and a merlot you would think is more full, but
1: it feels very um It's very know. light, but you're right, yeah. it is uh it is a little acidic, a little alcoholy. Um but maybe it'll get better as we let it air out. I don't know about that, but we can hope for the best. We can. And, uh, so it's good to be here in person. Yeah, We haven't done this in a long time.
0: Very exciting.
1: As evidenced by trying to figure out the setup once again. That took, like, too too much time. That took, like, 20 minutes. All right. It took... To the future.
0: (laughs) I was like, are you troubleshooting or just sitting there? Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, here we are. Uh, Here we are drinking Chateau Picard hope the is better um and we are also here to talk about star trek
1: yes and there's a lot of star trek news there is there's a lot going on this week um yeah i saw it on instagram before i saw it in our slack channel so um yeah it was uh, i was sort of ahead but i didn't have i saw it and i didn't have enough time to like Share it with everyone, or, or think about sharing it. I was like, I, I was mindlessly scrolling as a distraction, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and saw it, and then probably work intervened before I could even share it with you. I don't think I shared this, the Instagram post I saw with you.
0: No, it was it ended up being in our Truck Geeks podcast Slack group, right? That Bill shared it with us, yep. and I was like, ooh, news,
1: yes. Um. So,
0: basically, we found out the premiere dates of... I mean, we knew that Discovery coming back. Big surprise. But we specifically found out the premiere dates of Picard Season 2 and Strange New Worlds, a series premiere. And we also found out that... I mean, we knew that Picard's coming back for Season 3. We found out that Strange New Worlds has already been renewed for Season 2. Picard Season 3 we knew about. What was, what else? Lower oh, Death, just, season, well, season four.
1: Yes. That was news. And also Discovery, season five. And Discovery, season five. You're correct. Right. Yes. Uh, and we'll get the, after the the next two episodes of Prodigy, we'll get 10 more episodes later in 2022. That's from, right. Which, as, as I posited at dinner tonight... Uh, is probably going to fill that gap after Lower Decks and before, hopefully, Discovery Season 5, if they're keeping the same rotation. But I have not heard of anybody going back yet to start production of Season 5 yet. Yeah. So, well, how to to um, see? I do feel, as I said to you
0: over dinner, I think that Prodigy is kind of getting shafted a little bit with their schedule. They're kind of just operating as a filler. But it is what it is. It's fine.
1: I mean, it, you know, so far we've seen, well, based upon, uh, what well, we've just seen eight episodes, right? But uh, the first five fit a nice little, like, mini-movie kind of,
0: <laughs>
1: the, for those of you who obviously you can't see, because there's no video recording this week, but uh, Johnson is choking on his Chateau Picard <laughs> right now. Uh, I but, did not recommend this one. It's, I, it's y- you know, blends can either be good or bad, and I think, you know it it really depends and maybe this just needs to age a little bit more. Um, I don't know if that's going to help but you know, I can hope, you know, this Also helps. if this was made in 2386 and transported back in time it's still <laughs> it's still a young it's a young blend. Maybe. But maybe. Um, yeah, I think I, my, the way I'm looking at this as prodigy is it's like so, sort of maybe 3 or 4 mini movies. Uh The first five episodes definitely kind of completed an arc. And uh, I think that we're going to see, based upon the end of this week's episode, we're going Mm -hmm. to see another kind of arc kind of come to a maybe to a point. Um, But I think, you know, based upon the trajectory of what we saw in this week's episode, Mm -hmm. uh, we're probably going to have a cliffhanger at the end of episode 10. I wouldn't be
0: surprised. Yeah, I will not be surprised. I just don't know, you know, again, their primary demographic being kids, like how I would kind of just kind of lose patience and, I don't know, kind of getting strung along a little bit, you know, but whatever.
1: Right, well, I think also to uh, the length of time. So, uh, you know, if you, and you can actually watch this live, or not live, you can watch it recorded on YouTube, on the Truck Geeks Podcast Network YouTube channel. The uh, telethon from this past Weekend, which I watched. Oh yeah, uh, you are of.
0: you are definitely into that. I was like, I don't know
1: what you are talking about. I mean, I thought the the panels were great. It was a it was long, and I did watch other things, and you know, watch listen to some more than others. But uh, during the animated uh, part of the telethon, uh, the Hageman brothers did say that they wrote these episodes over two years ago. Right. So the lead time on Prodigy is much greater than lower decks then lower decks which sure. lower decks my uh, Mike McMahon did share that lower decks season 3 is in post production mm-hmm. already makes so sense. uh that's incredible and uh they also have, I can't remember if he said that they got picked he he stopped short I think of saying that they I felt like he was going to go on and say and eh, we're starting to write season before, mm-hmm. But he didn't say that. I felt like he was going to say that, but he yeah. didn't. And uh,
0: I do think that Lower Decks has a much shorter production turnaround time. I mean, think about like even The Simpsons, they like turn out episodes like crazy. Yeah. It's just a uh, production house, you know, like it's assembly line versus 3D I, animation, which yeah. is much more complex.
1: I had no idea about this. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, that was an interesting education uh, in the length of time. Uh, and and I mean, Prodigy is beautiful. I mean, All right. no, everything so much about detail. that, there's incredible amounts of detail. So I think that this is um, as much a visual show as it is a character show and a Star Trek show. Sure. Um, so that's, you know, I don't, I don't know that they get the shaft. I think it's just the way that the production is going for whatever reason. Maybe it's, you know, it, maybe in COVID it's even taking longer than the normal turnaround time for a... 3D animated show. I don't know why it would, but... I don't
0: know. I think that they're just kind of being treated as filler personally, but... Maybe? No,
1: I mean, I'm sure an element is
0: post-production, but at the same time, it's like, if post-production was really an issue, why not wait until more episodes are in the can? It's just, like, very... I get it. I think they're doing the best they can, given, you know, the little story arcs that they have, but... It's if the attention, if the intention here is to draw in a younger audience, I'm not sure giving them five episode sports that are split up between like in months with months in between is really the best way for them to be growing this audience, to be honest.
1: No, that's a good point. I think, uh, I'm wondering though if that was not the plan originally, and then COVID kind of changed this whole thing. Eventually, yeah, I think, I think, uh, post production on everything is taking longer than it normally would, um, the turnaround times on this. Sure. But, you know, anyway, uh, the other news, so Discovery Season 5, so right. uh, that's, you know, pretty exciting. I wonder uh, if Michael Barnes is going to save the universe again. <laughs> Just wondering. Well, we don't know. Curious that, minds want to know, but, we, <laughs> you know. We don't even know if uh, the universe is going to survive oh, Season yeah. 4, so totally um we totally. don't know i still think i'm one still gonna, one of those going to be time travel uh, it's
0: 5050
1: it's it's probably more 75 25 i know actually basically. or 90 10 at this point um considering but uh yeah so we we've got season 5 of discovery we've got before they even um so other than a, a launch date for Picard... We already know that they're in production for season three, which they had to take a, a week off because... Of co- <laughs> 50 staffers got COVID. 50? Yeah. Oh, that wow. Is a lot. That is a lot. Where Incu- did you hear
0: 50? It was in the news, including really? some major cast members.
1: Not Patrick Stewart, though. I
0: don't think so. No. That would be uh, bad. Oh, wow. But it was 50. I well. mean, they, they have like four, 450 people on staff. Oh, okay. it's, it's a huge reduction. Okay. But... Yeah, it was not great.
1: Well, it was suboptimal, as someone uh, would say. Yes, as as someone would say. I can't <laughs> imagine who would say that. Uh, <laughs> that's unfortunate, and and hopefully everyone on the crew was vaccinated, and they are only hopefully. having mild and and manageable sy- symptoms. Hopefully, so you can take the rest of this bottle. <laughs> I really want well, you know, that. I'm sure uh, Dennis will um, really you try you it. Like yeah, I mean he. he I don't know if he'll like it, but he will drink it. Ugh, I... uh, he is coming back from his trip with nine bottles of wine. Oh my god! <laughs> in his Ugh. suitcase, which is going to be interesting. Okay. Uh, oh my god. So we'll see what happens there. Um, oh, he may well. he may come back with zero bottles of wine, and also I need to buy all of his clothes. Um, well, you know what? You guys spend your money on dogs and wine. I spend money on fish and coral. So we all have our vices. We all have our vices. Exactly. Yes. So, yes. There we are. Uh, speaking of dogs, hopefully, uh, Hamish will... I think Hamish is asleep now. He's taking a nap. Yeah, he, he was, was really... He was whiny. He was being earlier. a really whiny bitch earlier. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now he's okay. He's passed out. He's fine. Yeah. I told him he'd be fine, and he was... He is fine. That's Just how say. it goes. Uh... So let's see, what else do we have? So, no, we already knew Picard season three is happening. It's actually technically the last season of Picard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're told, at least at the moment. Uh, and then Strange New Worlds, May, May, May 3rd, 5th, 3rd, something, something, first week of May. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. And they've already been renewed for season two, which means that whatever... Oh, which they... is a little
0: surprising. I was like, okay, that's fine.
1: Uh, I mean, they know they want more Star Trek, so might as well. They do. And, I mean, someone, or many someones, must have seen a good portion of season one to say, this is worth renewing before we even I don't know. It I just the think edit. they're,
0: like, throwing money at Alex Kurtzman. It's like, sure. We'll take what you have.
1: I mean, that's fine. Let them throw money at him. I mean... They're making lots of money on their shitty app called Paramount Plus, so... <laughs> um, but we won't go there this week, will no. we? No. <laughs> uh... We can restrain ourselves. Can we, after we like a glass of wine and two margaritas at dinner? A little know. more? I'll have some more, sure. Um, it'll keep the conversation lubricated as we go move on. Um... So, I think that's exciting. I think, obviously, um, you know, I'm super excited for Anson Mount um, and crew, who we haven't even met other than in a teaser trailer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, barely. It
0: it was a character trailer. Yeah, it was. It wasn't even
1: a teaser trailer. That's true. Hopefully, in Chicago, we'll get some really good stuff. from Oh, my God. Stretching. We need to start thinking about that trip. We do need to think about that. I'm actually worried because one of the things about, you know, uh, they have not canceled it. They have not said changed their plans about it. But, you know, a number of actors have said that they are still hunkering down, which is, you know, during the summer con mm-hmm. um, surge that we're in. And uh, a number of them have said that this is, you know, they're kind of now the preferable way to attend to do these things, that they they can do these like the telethon this weekend. They can all be online and do this telethon thing. The one thing I will say is, um, you know, when you are on Zoom and doing something like that, quit all your other apps, please. Um, Why, Why? You know, I think. People forget that was John get...
0: Billingsley like distracted or no, something? no no no
1: no it wasn't even that and it's just the smallest detail but having being someone who's a mildly expert level Zoom user mm-hmm. and director and producer that I have been uh, when you hear hear uh, when you hear the mail icon chime when you get uh. new mail uh, in the middle of an interview you're mm. like oh, couldn't we just Please remind everyone to quit all their other apps, shut off their electronic devices, and just be present. For yeah. It. Um, so n- you know, no criticism, but other other than you know, if you are doing something like a um, an interview on Zoom, no,
0: for future reference, in my next interview with a major publication or magazine,
1: yes, or for a job interview, you should totally be uh quitting everything else and only have zoom open. uh it's just one one it will reduce the pull on your internet. So you won't have other things. It'll only be Zoom focused. And then two, you won't have these annoying chimes in the middle of interview answers and things like that. So it's not improving. <laughs> the air is not improving <laughs> the Chateau Picard. God. So just just a bit of advice to everyone who uses Zoom, which is Almost the entire world, um, but just something to think about. Quit those other apps, anyway. Uh, but I'm super excited. I'm hoping that uh, uh, I'm hoping that the stars who are who have signed up will still go. They have uh, only, I think they only have like six, seven stars signed up. At least, yeah. t- I mean, the, site. the the two people that I really want to see, that I'm convinced or have highly high doubts <laughs> about them even coming are Anthony Rapp and Will Wheaton, uh, who I really would love to, to meet and, um, you shake to. his hand. Well, I, you know, I don't think anyone's shaking hands, which is also oh, kind sorry. of a misnomer. Uh, you know, COVID is a respiratory disease, not a I know. transmitted by handshakes, I know. um, and things like that. But anyway, anyway, uh, so, anyway, we'll see uh, what happens. Yeah, it's we'll see up what quick. happens. It is. It's uh, three months away. Yeah. Less than three months away. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's why I'm like, we need to plan soon. We do need to plan soon. You watch. We'll plan and then I'll cancel right. it. I mean, it's possible. It certainly is possible. So, All right. So, did we cover all that news? I think we got all the news. Yes.
0: I think the major, I'm sure there's like something else, but I think we covered all the major news items. Okay.
1: Um,. But head on over to trektalks.net. Uh, what's that? That's the, where the telethon was. And I also did not participate. You did not, you were upstate far, I was upst- far, uh, upstate far forward. away, yes. Uh, having but, a
0: pleasant getaway,
1: but la- at last count, and this was yesterday, I think, uh, they have raised 70 over 73,000 dollars for the Hollywood Food Coalition. That's amazing. So, and they've also, we've uh, Truck Geeks has also launched a t-shirt on tractivism uh and all the proceeds What's that uh well go to <laughs> i don't well, even know where to send you for that Tractivism. so it's uh when star trek fans uh uh-huh. make help make a change in the world that kind mm-hmm. of revolves around the tenets of of what star trek is all about uh, i will find out uh exactly more information on that as we move through the podcast but we'll come back to that but got it but there is a t-shirt if you go to uh i don't actually know where to go to oh Uh, we'll get the link you're like a amount of information right uh, right now you know it's margaritas and wine in my system and also i did at least get the live recording up and running that's true i did not have notes prepared as i had a busy day at work all right, so, whatever. Uh, and oftentimes... I only hear
0: excuses, but that's fine.
1: Oh, well, you are the king of excuses. Usually. Oh, my. Okay. So, shots fired. Shots have been <laughs> fired. Okay. Chateau
0: Picard is in danger. Okay, all right. Well, now that we covered the news and we've also fired shots at each other, um, should we talk about this week's episode of Prodigy? Let's
1: do it. Please. We have to give it back. Rule of acquisition number one. Once
0: you have their money, never give it back. It's not... No! It doesn't belong to you! You weak, hopeless fool! You're too soft. Not even working the mines hardened you up. Uh, how would you know I was in the mines? <laughs> ah! You couldn't know. They kidnapped me. Kidnapped? I sold you. Bought a partner with an actual eye for treasure! Pickbox doesn't
1: have the mouth to muck it up!
0: Alright, so this week's episode of Prodigy is called First Contact. They're really into these clever names, by the way. I don't know who it's for. It's not for the kids. I think it's more for the adults of anything. But yeah, I thought that was slightly clever. Um, yeah. I mean, Mike, what did you think about this episode?
1: So, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good overall. I thought, you know, we got some talking about how this is an education for the younger audience. We learned what transporters do. And they started using it. That was, so, that I
0: thought was weird because the the diviner the definitely has transport technology. That's we easy. saw him transport onto the murder planet. So I thought that that was odd that for Gwen, it was such a novel thing. Mm.
1: That's interesting. I didn't think about Gwen in this, but I thought that the, uh, but they were all like, Ooh, ah, what's this? All the the oohs and ahs of transporter technology was, was really, really cool. And I, I'm glad that they did that all before the opening credits this time. So, Mm -hmm. so that, that was a nice touch. And then, then we learn a little bit about Dal's backstory. Not a lot. We still, so this Damon probably knows where Dal is from. And there's probably more to this story that we Who's think-
0: also, I don't know if you thought about this. It's a female captain. Female Ferengi captain
1: who was clothed. Oh, that's a good call. Yes, and you're right. And
0: I thought about this a lot. And I was trying to align it with when Rom became Grand Negus And I don't know if the timelines really match up. Because okay. Rom probably became Grand Nagus in, what, 23, probably 2375 when DS9 ended. Because Voyager got back to the Alpha Quadrant in 2378. So I was like, okay, oh, this is, if this is 2383, say Rom became Grand Nagus in 2375 and he enacted equal rights for women. I don't know if the timelines; it, It's a little tight for me. I don't know how much time Dallas spent on this... Marauder, this Frangi Marauder, um, or this Demon, but I was kind of just like that. I feel that like that was a major thing, like because we re- we have other than Moogie, we haven't seen anything. One other character, the one that was in that DSN episode where it was a female Frangi that was praying to be male, if you remember, and the, she and Cork kind of thing. Um, yeah. We haven't really seen many Frangi women dressed and active in a leadership position in commerce. So, not only was she a captain, she was obviously involved in trade of some sort. Um, So, that was like, I was like, I need more information because that's very unusual. Um, So, that really stood out to me
1: as a Star Trek nerd. (laughs) I was trying to reconcile it all. I was like, I don't know. Fair enough. You know, I think, one, again, remember the audience that we're talking about is... Not going to know that. Sure. Uh, but I
0: feel this is, the thing is, this show needs to kind of straddle both, right? It needs to straddle introing. Do you See, I don't, because I feel that we didn't get much of an intro to the Frankie. Because if I didn't know anything about Frankie, I'd be like, oh, this is an odd, you know, a new species we haven't seen before that we aren't getting too much information about other than their relationship, their, her relationship with Dow. Um, and they really seem to be obsessed with like money and things like that. It's, you know, there's we're kind of thrown into it. You know, the audience is expected to like kind of just pick it up. Um, so if I was someone that was new to the structured universe, um, obviously I can probably put two and two together and kind of get the basics of what they're trying to tell me. But it's also kind of like, you know, it's, it's not exactly territory that we've been introduced to. I would say. So Okay. Yeah. You're know, expected to kinda of just kinda of catch up. And it's fine. It's not like we it's not like a deep cut or anything. But uh, you know, I, I think that that was just kind of interesting for them to throw this Frankie into the story.
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh and it
0: raises more questions about Dow's background. Like was he was he like raised in like the Alpha? I don't know where the Frankie originated from. Like the Alpha Beta quadrant, like was he some you know, somewhere else? I don't know, you know, there's more mystery.
1: Yeah, but I think we have a, at least a source of the mystery because I imagine that this is, well, I, I'm, again, filling in the gaps, but we he didn't say that this is, this is where he grew up, essentially. So, you know, it's possible that she abducted him when he was really young before he had much of a memory of where he was from, and she or her computer or that box might actually, whatever that box is, which I think is also a throwback to some, other thing, some other show uh yeah, some right. other episode uh but i think that there is uh there's some information to be had uh yes hopefully I, maybe yes. in her computer system in this ship uh maybe that's something that we'll see in the second arc of 10 episodes where they'll get more of that information i don't think we're going to get that this oh, time ago right now, this yeah. time around but uh, you know, it, yeah. it does give us a source to find out more about Dal if Dal wants to find out more about himself. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is, and, and I feel like someone like Zero will think of that and tell Dal that. Uh, but I also really liked, and i and you know, Zero also brings up all of Dal's doubts mm-hmm. for the audience. Right. And Dal never really denies it, but he also, it's never. He was really, a little
0: bit more chore, by the way, in this episode. Dal was. He was less like annoying.
1: Yes. Yeah. As yeah. He, he was up. not. He was not. Uh, he was not his annoying self. As as yes. Usual. Yeah. No. I, and uh, so I think. I think zero. But zero's comments about how Dal was feeling mm-hmm. kind of went unanswered, like unresponded to, or uh, even um, uh, none of the other crew really said, "Oh yeah," like. Why are you having doubts? Like no one asked him. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I would think after last week's episode where Jankum sort of became the first officer, um, he did. While well, in the simulation, he was kind of oh, considered okay. the first officer. Well, no, he
0: was an engineer. Spock was the first officer.
1: Oh, okay. I never recall. Okay, well, I mean, I, he was always standing beside Dal. He wasn't doing he was anything. Not hovering. He was and then of... we
0: got kicked out. Dal was an, another engineer. So
1: okay yeah but you I mean jankum didn't do anything engineering no during, the, during the first whatever. 80 explosions or whatever uh or failures of the kobayashi maru test but um you know so i i just i, I was kind of surprised by that I, as i was rewatching today zero brings up those doubts that dal has and no one says anything about it and so i was kind of kind of surprised by that um but i thought you know introducing them to a new species and doing all of that was interesting i thought the species was interesting yeah. i thought the planet was interesting i loved how they thought it was a murder another murder planet uh-huh. uh which you know is is kind of hilarious because it was really it was really alien and it was really mm-hmm. kind of crazy um, but i loved how in the end uh, the transporter kind of saved the day so we kind of get that great this was a a case of great storytelling where we are introduced to it at the beginning. And it kind of, it comes back in the end and saves both Dal and the crystal. Yes. Uh, So these are really smart kids, obviously, uh, who understand how to run a transporter and, you know, Dal beamed on board and immediately took over and did all of that transporting. So, you know, this is a really smart crew. And, uh, so I'm you know, I I thought that was nice.
0: Like Gwen had her moment. Now she's a comms officer and she was able to figure out how to communicate with the aliens.
1: Oh right, yeah. You know, so yep. uh,
0: I'm glad that we got a little bit of her time to shine. Yeah. Well, she you know, she, she read the, kind of the
1: Klingon uh, on the mm-hmm. the cloaking device, uh, which needed Chimeria, which was on the planet that they like, sure uh, came from. Uh, but I didn't realize that they had a source of Chimerium on the ship, which is interesting.
0: Uh, yeah i was like i guess they took some while they were trying desperately to, to escape. escape like i don't i was like sure
1: <laughs> yeah where did the chimera? I, but anyway i don't
0: call them hauling any i like,
1: don't either uh crystals to the yeah. ship but okay okay uh so there was that kind of eh, loophole like lack of story in there uh yeah i just i thought it was an enjoyable episode uh, some great character moments for everyone uh, you know, one thing
0: I did not like, though, I did not like, I don't remember, you know, her name, the, the Ferengi, Um, but I didn't really like that we kind of went back to this very traditional Frangi just like kind of a greedy, you know, like just devious kind of Ferengi character archetype, which I feel we tried very hard in DS9 to change and dismantle. I that that's one thing. I understand that they needed some sort of, like, caricature to drive the story forward, but I kind of wish they gave her more complexity because, basically, it just turns out that she's devious, she wants the crystals, she's sold out into slavery. Like, I was just like, this is very, like, TNG season two, like, Ferengi, you know? And I wish there was a little bit more to her character.
1: Yeah, so it's Damon... Damon Nandy. Nandy's, Nandy. Nandy is Nandy. her name. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, it was also the same type of ship that was mm-hmm. from like the first front, very season. the traditional Frontier Marauder yeah. uh, style. Yeah. The dakara class Marauder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, good call. I did not pick up on that, but that's a really good call out uh, to some of that. But, you know, I guess we don't know her backstory. No. Uh, we don't know how... I just wish it
0: was a little no. bit more... Too, because she's the scene in this episode, she was very two-dimensional.
1: And also, she doesn't have a crew.
0: It's just her and the bot and the droid.
1: Yeah, running <laughs> that big ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the big ship that kind of takes on a galaxy class ship and the protostar is smaller than Voyager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there's a little bit of weird dynamics with that. Like, but obviously she beamed off stuff and took took stuff from them uh, because their shields were down uh but anyway yeah i you know so i i agree there's some some of that archetype i think i think it was nice though that it was a woman captain uh, i think that it you know it feels like it was the mother i put in air quotes of dal right um but uh yeah You know, the more and more I think about this and 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 how I think about this is being a potential adoptive parent myself and Dennis, you know, this is the type of situation that you often find adopted kids are in, Um, you know, where they're they, you know, they are abused or they there's a lot of PTSD. And Mm -hmm. I think that um,
0: especially foster kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And I guess that yeah, she you know, Dow might be closer to a foster kid for yeah. Damon and Nandy than than not, but we don't know their whole backstory. Um so yeah, I just think that this is there's some definite adoptive adoption, you know, adopted kid um issues going on here that they're right. sort of uh, bringing up. So but, I, but
0: I think this goes back to one of the things that I think we talked about at the beginning of this series, uh, very similar to what we've also gotten in Discovery, where it's this idea of chosen family, right? Which I think when kind of brings up yeah. In this episode as well, where they've both been estranged in different ways from mm-hmm. the parents and the,
1: yeah. And, and, they, and it takes time to know. accept that. She's and
0: like, yeah, it takes time to get and get over that.
1: And, to, and she's still getting over that for sure is what she said to him. Right. The other thing she said to him, she called him out on, or she's when they f- went to where he stayed on the Marauder, which is underneath the engine. Uh-huh. She found the portal that he saw mm-hmm. the world through for the longest time. And, Obviously, that harkens. She calls out, you know, all the stories that he told her about, all the things he saw Mm -hmm. over time. So, um, I think that was interesting, and he sort of like embarrassingly shrugs it off, Mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was uh, both cute. And again, you know, people aren't the rest of the crew aren't really picking up on these sort of cues, especially Rock Talk and uh, Jankum, who let Damon and Nandy know that they have a bunch of chimerium on their ship right uh, so clearly uh, being secretive and uh, you know maybe Dal should have given a little more context before beaming over with them and said let's not talk about anything that's on this ship um, right. that would have been a good good plan I think for them to do but uh, but almost. oh well oh uh, well so yeah I thought it was a Good episode. Uh, at the end, we see that there's a kind of a what is it? What is it? Uh, there's when, a bounty. There's a bounty, right? Yes, yeah, on Bush. on. English, it's hard when you've been drinking. But also, I also was thinking I was thinking even more of the police APB, uh, all points bulletin. on oh. uh, the Protostar, but you're you're more correct in that there's a bounty out there for the Protostar. This is the thing
0: though, even though I I, I wanna see how this span like how this, you know, turns out, but they're still four thousand light years from where right, I Yeah, Right before. Even if there's a bounty there's on a them, how is I don't really see how the Varners are gonna catch up with them. It's ridiculous, but I'm sure I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. Happens. I think also that the fact that that bounty has reached four thousand light years away. I think. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's. I mean, that's one thing that's very convenient about Star Trek, where it's like communication is near instantaneous, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, which obviously I have issues with because it defies the laws of physics. Um, but even if, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that communic- That bothered me too. How did the communication get out there? So quickly, but whatever.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, definitely... Even
0: uh, with self radio, 4,000 light years is a long way to travel.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those things that you kind of have to forgive. Yeah. Uh, but what, because it moves the story forward. Right, exactly. And it's the details the that we pay attention to are not the details that Correct. the targeted audience will pay attention Correct. to.
0: Correct. I mean, I um, don't mind. This episode was fine. I thought this episode was fine. It gave us a little bit of background on Dow. It gave us what are you pointing at? What No,
1: I thought of something else, but keep going. Oh,
0: I was yeah, it gave us it moved the story forward a little bit in terms of the relationship between the different characters of the crew and then also setting up the next steps for the Diviner finding the Protostar. So,
1: Speaking of the Diviner and Deadlock or Dreadnought.
0: Oh yes. The so Jane Way. Jane
1: figures yes. out that the boarding party of the Protostar she zooms shocking. in and uh, was Dreadnought.
0: I don't understand. I was like, why didn't they zoom in? Like, the first thing that I would do is zoom in. And, like, hey, computer, can you zoom in and enhance? Like, that would be the first thing I would ask. And took, it took us forever to get there. And she has like, "Why?" only
1: Janeway knows this. So Janeway but, and us, But of course, of
0: course, the rest of the crew isn't there. So they are not there to recognize Dreadnought. Right. And Janeway not. has no idea who Dreadnought is. Right. So
1: it's like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> you know. But I thought that was another interesting piece. So next week's episode, according to Memory Alpha, is called "A Mock Time." Oh my uh, god!
0: Uh, they're really. I'm telling you, they're really into these puns. For oh, sorry, no,
1: no, not a mock time. Time a mock. Oh my god! So. I uh, can't. Every, tomorrow. Every
0: episode. I mean, I, I I'm having fun with it, but. You know, obviously it's for the fans, not for the kids.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. So that's... uh, And if you can hear the whining in the background, we have our third co-host here, Hamish, (laughs) whining from the kitchen. He wants attention and love. He does want attention and love. He does not like being apart. So I'm going to go take the gate down, but... uh, Right now? Why? He'll be fine. He'll sit next to me. It'll be okay. If he pees over me,
0: I'm going to, (laughs) like... Snap in
1: the face all right so we should we should give some context so when we went to dinner when he came back hamish was excited to see me so excited uh that he's still he's still a puppy six and a half months old he excites excited peas when he when we come back home and i was like frozen you I were was like frozen. i don't want to move i don't want to touch yes, the yes he will not do that he will not do that again i don't want to step in the urine yes
0: no. i am not a fan so well, Mike's gonna go and release the dog from his cage, I guess. But okay, well, I guess that does it for this episode. Um, if seriously, if that dog pees on me or wakes me,
1: I am not gonna be pleased. <laughs> he will not. Come here. Okay, you better not lick my shoes. Now nope, we go. It's all good. He's gonna just—he's gonna lay here next to me and be a good puppy. It'll all be fine. So what's next? Um, are we done talking about the episode? Is that everything? Yeah, I think we've covered everything.
0: Um, cool. Well, do we want to do a little bit of off-topic? I feel like there's I mean, a lot of stuff that <laughs> yeah, we've been not doing. It's a
1: little bit of off-topic.
0: It's a lot of off-topic. We've been doing a lot outside of Star Trek.
1: Yeah, we have. I mean, that like... is a
0: big dog. He's gotten really <laughs> large. He is for. Yes, he is. He's going to start chewing on the microphone. No, he won't shoot on the microphone. It's all good. Um, I mean, he's cute as long as he doesn't lick me or pee on me. <laughs> or touch me with his nose, which is kind of wet and disgusting.
1: So You are just not a dog person.
0: I mean, I'm not into bodily fluids. We're going to have to see what happens when, you know, I actually get a boyfriend. I don't know. How I don't know what's you know, going to happen. I don't either. know what's going to happen. Um, I'm like... Yeah, can you deal with the body fluids some other way? <laughs> um, but well, you we will see what happens.
1: Cross that bridge when we get there, right? Yes,
0: one step at a time. Yes. So, um, so yeah, Mike, what have you been watching and enjoying other than Star Trek?
1: Well, I think uh, we both have enjoyed and been sad at the end of what I will want to say is uh, sadly one of the few science fiction shows out there, The Expanse, uh, that are really, like, hard, good space science fiction shows. Uh,
0: But it's not just the space and the science. It's just, like, they've done such a great job with the characters and making them, like, real grounded people with, you know, really complicated characters that... And they've just done such a good job. I, you know, I... I know I told you upon watching the finale, like, I was like... I made the comparison, which is not apples to apples, but I was like, it is such, The Expanse is such a better show than Discovery, but I honestly believe that in every way, it is a better show than Discovery. The action scenes are insane. Like, and they don't even need all the fireworks. I've said this before. They don't need all the special effects. They just somehow make it so intense and so believable. Like, and you can really feel the stakes. That's the thing. You can really feel the stakes of these action scenes that I don't oftentimes feel with Discovery, where it's just so overblown, and it's just like there's so much going on. And these characters, you know, when they have these emotional moments, it's earned. You know, they're really earned moments of growth, of heartache. Even I get affected, and that's rare. You know, like, I really believe that these characters are feeling what they're feeling. And I, as a viewer, am sensing that. So it's just like, there's so many things about it that just make it, in my mind, one of the best sci-fi series in the last decade. Uh, that, you know, I... It's hard for me to not compare this to Discovery, which you talk about so much. And I'm just like, I wish... This is it's because I want Star Trek to be better. You know, it's, I want Star Trek to be more real. Um, versus where sometimes I just feel it's... It's about the spectacle. It's so much about the spectacle, or we're told, like I said, I've said this before. We're told how we're supposed to feel versus like we're actually feeling what these characters are feeling.
1: I mean, I think I think the Expanse falls into a genre called hard, more hard Mm sci-fi, correct? Yeah. uh, Versus Discovery and Star Trek don't fall into that kind of genre, Uh, you know. So I think that that's part of the difference. I also think that the the timeline and the story for the Expanse is more based in uh, what our reality is today. Um, no, that's and, a good point. There's and, and projecting more... out, yeah. and projecting out what space travel and the universe would look like. Like mm. we're not gonna like scientifically, we're not gonna develop warp speed probably um, unless some alien technology comes to us, but. So I think living in our solar system and having these adventures slash conflicts, Mm -hmm. you know, with the Mars colony, with the Belters, I think that that's all very realistic and and probable. It's it's sort of taking what we're experiencing here on earth with, you know, China, Russia, and the U.S. Mm -hmm. and throwing it out into space essentially. And so that's more realistic to me. It's also hard sci-fi. So, you know, more of the laws of the universe, the true scientific laws like gravity and mm. you know speed and travel and all of that is more realistic than it is in Star Trek with impulse engines and warp drive and and sure. proto warp and all of those things. So I think that the the two are very different in that sense. So, but at the end I, of the day, it's about you know I think what
0: is in what where Star Trek has been really effective is kind of. And I know this is a trope, but it's kind of questioning the human condition, right? It's questioning Mm -hmm. about what it means to be human, what it means to strive to be better. And I think that the Spence has done a really good job of elaborating on that. And Star Trek has as well. I don't know if it's done as, as much as recently because I feel that Star Trek has really veered into spectacle. You know, it has really veered into much more trying to be more like Star Wars, in my opinion where, at least traditional Star Wars, where it's been much more about the explosions and the action um, versus really diving deeper into what it means to be human. And I'm not saying it doesn't. It, I'm not saying it, it hasn't. But I feel that The Expanse has just done such a great job of doing that. And where Star Trek are really good in TNG, and, you know, especially even in Season 2 TNG, like if we were to look at Measure of Man... And also DS9 is where it really brought a lot of Shades of Grey to Gene Roddenberry's universe. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what does it mean to want to be good and want to be better, but knowing that you can't always have it all, you know, can't always have that all the time. So I think that that's what I feel Star Trek, that's where Star Trek has really shown me, in my opinion. And I know that I've been very critical about Discovery. And the reason why is because I want Star Trek to be better. You know, I miss that kind of subtlety um, that we haven't, I feel, gotten in as much recent Star Trek.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I take to your point about uh, you know wanting Star Trek to be better. That that totally makes sense, and uh, that's uh, that's a good point. You know, you do want the the characters and the 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 story to be a little bit more well developed and 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 uh, structurally more interesting okay why is he still whining he's like in your lap <laughs> he he's a very vocal dog so it's uh it's interesting his yawns often turn into whines oh um yeah so you know I, I think um but he's happy he's he's with us and so less whining in general but yes the the yawning is uh, is a typical thing from him but uh you know so i think it's hard for it's hard for me to compare the expanse and discovery because uh, i think they're two different stories and they're two different things um, is he farting no he's just i don't know why, why can, can, you, can you we didn't ask for a third host this week i don't know why you're being so like, what does that sound is he farting like is no that was something else grunting that was grunting, grunting. grunting. yeah his farts don't don't sound they smell so if you you'll know when he farts. Got it. Um, so you know I don't really compare the two, um, but I do like your comment about wanting Star Trek to be better, uh, and uh, and and your point about you know making us telling us how we should feel versus making us feel. I think that's an important point that you've made. Um, but you know I I, I think that the Expanse has just been really great about having really complex characters. Mm-hmm. And you think about it,
0: even this season, like, we actually didn't get that much narrative momentum. Like, not that much happened. A lot of it was just about how the characters were bouncing off each other.
1: Yeah. You know? No, I, I mean, honestly, Avra is one of the most interesting, complex, amazing women leaders of modern sci-fi. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, you know, I, I, there are parts of me that want to go back to Vegas and, and see, <laughs> you know, she was there and I, you know, I kind of like, sure, was, come on, you know, I, I, yeah, I really wanted her, you know, and now I really want to talk to her. Uh, so there's that. And, um, so is he licking himself? Is he biting off his stitches? Like what's happening? <laughs> no. I mean, he's probably cleaning something, but I don't know. Um, so I you know, I, I think she's amazing. You know, Steven Strait's character, um which why Holden. Holden, thank you. Um, is a really complex character. Yeah. And he's a man from Earth who can balance between the Earth, the Mars mm-hmm. and the Belters, and which is why he was chosen to be president of this new right. uh, union. And um I think that Spoilers uh, spoilers yeah uh yeah you'll you'll you yeah you won't figure that out really till the end but um if you haven't watched it yet uh but yeah i think uh he's a really complex character i think naomi is a really complex character oh my god especially when it comes to you know her sort of being mad at holden for for not um not killing uh Marco, Marcos, thank you. Marcos, Marcos, right? Marco narius Arias. Yeah. Um, when he had a chance. Right. Like, honestly, like, I think that that, that shows a development because she really wanted to leave. Remember in mm. season five, she really wanted to leave and go see Philip. And then um, she... Uh, she uh, was mad at Holden for not blowing up the ship and he did it because he saw Philip next to... Next to Marcos on the screen as they were talking, and so I think that um, there's that piece. Uh, Bobby is another. I mean, oh they're God. they're you know Amos. They're they're all just. It's every character has their journey and has had their journey, mm. and has been really amazing about it. So you know, I think that um, even even we saw uh, so Clarissa right came on. Mm. Clarissa uh, like, Clarice or Clarissa. Clarissa. Clarissa uh, came on at the end of season five, right? He br- brings uh, Amos brings her on board to Holden's chagrin, and mm-hmm. um, she becomes a really important part of this right. crew. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, you where she know, wanted
0: to kill Holden like three seasons ago.
1: Right. She wanted to kill Holden three seasons ago, and she, you know, she does have these implants, and you know. There's an interesting dynamic between her and Amos, so right. it's just kind of an all-around, um, kind of interesting, uh, interesting crew, and uh, you know, there yeah, that's
0: are... the thing. Everyone's just so well fleshed out, you know.
1: Yeah, I Even... think the only the only kind of typical character is the reporter, who you know, sure. she's kind of like yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not too thrilled with her, but um, she's kind of basic and um so yeah i I think the characters are great the situation is great i mean they wrapped up a they did they did a fairly good job of wrapping up such a moderately complex Mm -hmm. plot line uh i mean they did do some what i would say some injustice to the laconia thing other than like the proto-molecule yeah the proto-molecule story is still kind of out there um but uh you know there's there's that piece of it. There's what else did they kind of leave? Um,
0: it was mostly that. It was mostly, mostly that. The, the gates. What's yeah. going
1: on with the gates? The yeah. multiple gates.
0: I mean, I feel the. Char- I mean, what I think. En- oh, the, the gate
1: creatures, whatever they are. The, yes, the energies. entities. Entities. Yeah. Thank you. I think
0: the main thing is, you know, at the end of the day, it's really about the characters. That's the thing about the Expanse that I really liked is that it's about these human beings and. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, you Ooh. almost spilled Chateau card all over the <laughs> table, and that would have been a shame. Uh,
1: almost over my computer. Yeah, that, that would be more of a, a shame. Possible.
0: But this is why I think the, you know, why I compare The Expanse to Discovery sometimes, because in many ways, The Expanse just does such a great job kind of focusing on the characters and do, studying these characters versus kind of, because, yeah, sometimes the plot takes almost, a, you know, a backseat to the character development. And I just think that, I i don't know, it's the kind of storytelling that really, I think, is compelling to me. It might not be the fastest narrative storytelling, but it's what makes it interesting at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, it's a complex story with complex characters, and they focus more on the characters than the complex story, but the, the complex story sort of works around the characters. Right, it never, like,
0: overwhelms never, the characters. It never, yeah which I really respect. Um, I think that from a storytelling perspective, it's probably easier to kind of have these big things happen and have the characters kind of be brought along for the ride versus kind of letting the characters kind of shine alongside the story. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to Discovery, I feel that sometimes it gets very unbalanced. Like, you know, sometimes there's so much going on in the story. There's so much narrative momentum that sometimes these characters make decisions that I personally are I'm finding like not always consistent or like you know like why are they making these kind of decisions or like what's going on I think we make these assumptions like sometimes we just, we and I have arguments about like why why are they thinking like this why are they saying this why are they doing this and it's like you know it's like we're trying to like mine like what these how these characters might be thinking and what is governing their decision making. Um and sometimes we're just guessing. Sometimes we're just like we think it's because of this. You know? Yeah,
1: we're fill we're filling in the gaps. But also I think that and this is one thing that we've talked about multiple times with Bryce and with um uh Reese and, <laughs> and with, so what's their names, with what are their names O-O- again? And with Detmer, Detmer, yeah. Um, you know, the bridge crew kinda get these expositionary details told so about stupid. the about their background and about their 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 history that impacts the story at a very like it's like throwing it's a, a pebble yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pebble in the in the pond in in the lake in the ocean uh, that really doesn't do too much and, and dis- does even more disservice to the characters themselves, I feel. So there is that. I think uh, you know, Discovery could definitely take some, some notes from it, the expanse on character development and creating situations uh, that are complex. Uh, having a complex plot that doesn't overwhelm the complexity right. and the development of the characters, I think that is the point that we're both making right. about uh, comparing the two. But I also don't... Personally, I know you're comparing the two more so than right. I am, but... Because they kind of fall into the same general genre. That's really why yeah, I can't Yeah, space, help it. you know, sci-fi, yeah. you know, uh, space sci-fi.
0: Or basically, like, you know, you're putting humans into this, like, really, like, crazy situation yeah. outside of our norm. Yeah. And that's really sometimes what sci-fi, is, sci-fi fantasy is about, you know, like, putting, like, trying to mirror, like, real-world, like, real-world problems into right. like, these, like fantastical situations. Yeah. And then how do the humans react to it? How do they respond to it? How do they become better people? Yeah. And I think that's what kind of govern... That's why sci-fi fantasy is kind of like this bucket. It's because, like, it's supposed to mirror our world, but in a really different way. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it needs to kind of... For it to be effective, it needs to kind of mirror, quote-unquote, the human condition and question it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, obviously, this expanse focuses much more on the human condition versus... Right. Versus the... Oh, my God. The, Their dog is a loud drinker. <laughs> like, laughing that water. Like, nothing. Uh, I think all dogs are loud drinkers. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, so there's The Expanse. So we've been watching Sad that. it's over. Sad it's over, yes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we were talking, there really is no other um, sci-fi show. Although you mentioned Foundation, which I have Foundation, not Foundation,
0: which is good. I don't know if it's, like, the big... Sci-fi, the big sci-fi show that can fill the expansive
1: shoes, in my opinion. But it's still very epic. I feel like Foundation falls into the Dune category, which is more sci-fi fantasy than sci-fi. Uh, uh, how about but... you watch it and then get back to me? Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, watch it, and get back. To Let um, me know. Yeah, yeah. Write a book report. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll get right on that. Amongst all my other duties and, and projects, uh, so there is. Uh, I think that there's kind of the lack of that. What else have I been watching? uh so we've talked about the expanse i have I have rewatched all of phase one of the Marvel movies. Oh my God, yeah, I went back and I started to watch Iron Man and then that that's became Iron Man Two and then I went on into the other phase one movies, including finally Avengers uh, a few days ago and so watch all of oh my those God, that's a lot of hours. Yeah. I mean, again, during cooking when I'm not doing, you know, when there's not a lot of other things. So I've watched that. We don't need to rehash that. But I think the other sci-fi show that is uh, interesting that um, came out on Christmas Day, which I didn't get to watch until probably two weeks ago, was The Silent Sea
0: yes yes it was so yes, which uh, i recommended but i guess that was on your list already it was
1: on yeah it was on my list already i yes. somehow come across it on instagram and had already added it to my queue and it came out on christmas day mm-hmm. so i saw it on instagram but i hadn't watched it yet and then when things ran dry or during my false covid times is when i uh false, co- <laughs> false COVID, covid false covid positive time uh mm-hmm. of five and a half days I did end up watching that yeah Um,
0: which is good it was good it it wasn't amazing but i liked it
1: yeah yeah yeah. it wasn't i wouldn't say it was perfect and it's definitely definitely. uh i wouldn't say that the i i I think that the characters there are a couple of obviously there are some very basic archetypes in this show and then there the two main characters the captain and this dr sung which is really hard for me as a Doctor Who fan to hear her be call, he called Doctor Song. Oh, Sung. Doctor, Doctor Song, yeah. yeah um, but she also has a very limited range of emotion from, um, from depressed to terribly sad. And uh, so I wasn't that impressed with her. And the actor who played the uh, captain was familiar to me. He's been he, in something else. Uh,
0: he was in... Um, he was in the
1: Euro-Korean series. Oh, the Squid Game? Was he yes. In, was he in Squid Game? He or? was the recruiter. The oh, guy who threw the envelope. Oh, threw the, envelope, the envelope, envelope. Right, 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 right. So, uh, but yeah, I thought the story overall, a mysterious station searching for water. I mean, obviously, again, so, oh, as I was watching this, I, I, I realized that you know japanese korean probably even some chinese sci-fi really focus on drought as a major issue facing humanity uh and and they've done this oh. for i would say 50 years and, and why i say 50 years is because uh uh space battleship yamato which is one of my favorite um anime of all time before it was really called anime um focused on a planet that was dying from lack of water uh so i i'm just finding that a lot of sci-fi you know sci-fi shows from asia that talk about near or you know more realistic sci-fi talk about drought and water and uh re re reseeding the earth or helping the earth and so I thought that that was interesting. That was an interesting realization to me huh. was this was also focused on drought and rationing of water and uh, things like that. So uh, it's, it's a great story. It's an, you know, I thought it was a very compelling story. Uh, there are some boring archetypes for our, the secondary characters. Um, and there are some things that aren't completely explained that you kind of have to fill in a little bit. Right. Uh, still enjoyed it. Yeah, still enjoyed yeah. it. Eight, eight episodes, well done. Eight episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, kudos to South Korea for having two of the top Netflix shows. Not there. North Korea, South Korea. No, I, I said South Korea. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just yeah, saying. Not North. I was Korea. gonna say Korea, and then I had How to clarify you like South Korea. So, but Korean uh, shows. So kudos right. to them. They're, I mean, they they're definitely uh, on the more. Um what's the word I'm looking for? Um No no. depressing side of life like the Um Sure.
0: I mean there's a plenty of depressing American sci-fi. I I want to watch Station 11. Have you heard about the show? I
1: have I have read the book. So oh, so it's it looks depressing. It, yes, yes, it does not look uh, <laughs> it looks potentially triggering uh, in our uh yeah, times. In our COVID times I think you know I've read this book before COVID times. Um I don't have strong remembrances of the book other than the, it didn't do the, the still
0: got really good reviews.
1: I mean it, it so the book doesn't do these flashbacks to current time or whatever mm-hmm. the pre-time was uh so it's all about life in the af, the post apocalyptic post up yeah. yeah um so that's sort of that that threw me that that takes a lot of licensing you know mm-hmm. Um, so, but I I may check it out. I'm not sure. Having read the book, I don't think, and also, you know, American uh drama like this does not really interest me, it's too real, too real. And you know, honestly, TV for me is an escape from reality. So, um, given that we live in New York City, we get a lot of reality, so, um. So you know, I I don't know if I'll check it out. You know, HBO, HBO shows. HBO keeps recommending it to me, so oh, yeah, of course they do. They want yeah. you to watch it. Uh, but so yeah, we'll we'll see. I may I may check it out. Um, but Another it...
0: show that I that's also HBO that I have been tempted to go back to, but I'm like to to speak to what you're saying. I I don't know if I need.
1: I'm okay with sad and depressing, but euphoria. Did you watch? I've not watched Euphoria. I can't remember if that's the one I'm, I was recommended by a friend to watch.
0: It's good, but it's dark shit. Like, it is, oh, like, depressing. Mate. There's, like, a lot of, like, suicide, Ooh. like,
1: like drugs, um, depression. Is, is there any porn involved or soft There's porn? There's a lot of nudity. Okay. This, um, this may be the show that I'm looking quickly to see if this is the show that... Um, I mean,
0: I, I watched it for a season. I liked it. It was, like, kind of sad and depressing. And it premiered on HBO...
1: Oh, like, yeah, Euphoria. Yeah, two yeah.
0: two weeks ago, and I have not dived back in. Because I'm, like, not that I need a lot of escapist content right now, but I'm kind of just, like, I don't know. A lot of these characters are just so depressed. They're so angry at themselves. They, like, are suicidal. They're, like, unhappy... Like I, I don't know if I need all of that right this second. Like, this yeah, a lot.
1: I, I think you have to choose what's mentally good for you, uh, and why you watch TV or a show is is for escapism from reality. And if reality is a little um, too real for you right now, which it can be if you read the news, um, then you know, I, I, I don't know that I, I need more like I need more wheel of time type fantasy which yeah
0: i'm watching snowpiercer that just came out on hbo
1: max i think the first the, the first, se- first yeah the yeah. first season was on tnt i think
0: yeah but now both season one season two are on hbo okay. max so okay. i'm kind of
1: going through that okay it's not bad uh, i mean it's I, sci-fi I've... jennifer Connolly's great okay all right i mean i've, I've yeah, seen it's... the movie i don't know that it um Gets any more exciting than that? or it,
0: The first episode resonates with the movie, and then it grows off in completely different direction. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. All right. Does it all take place on a train? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, so there's that to possibly check out. Uh, so you're giving me more to check out, but so far nothing super... Um... I mean,
0: you got to watch Foundation. That's what I'm saying. You got to watch Foundation in The Morning Show Season 2.
1: Yes, but we've we've talked about me adding more services. Just so add a month. Let's just do it for a
0: month. I'm not even. I'm not asking for the blood of your firstborn. It's like four ninety nine.
1: Yeah. No. It's um. Do you want do you want me to give you five dollars? <laughs> no, it's not even about that. It's just you know, it's it's just signing up for something and then not watching it.
0: You're gonna watch it. You're gonna have plenty to watch between Foundation and the morning show and where are we going? Oh, okay, it's a dog. And um, what else has come don't watch invasion. That that shit's dumb. It was so bad. But it got re- Invasion did get renewed for season two, so I don't I don't know. Whatever. I'm not in a rush to watch the rest of the season. What is okay. It's not play with your dog time. It is time for us to record our podcast.
1: I am trying to distract the dog so he will. Just let him do alone. his shit. Just like let him do go, his shit. I had to go get his ball, which had gone out of uh, out of the way, and I was trying to rush back here, and then he saw me running and wanted to chase after me. That's all. I'm not technically playing with him. I was trying to get his ball, which rolled out of his reach, and yes, this is you know this is life with a pet. Sometimes he is extremely annoying, and when it's just me. Uh, because Dennis is away, um, this is what happens. So, uh, yeah, so there's a lot. Do you think he's wondering, like, where is this other person? Like... So he goes crazy when we're on FaceTime, and he can hear Dennis, but he um, he looks around and kind of, like, goes crazy, like, where is that voice coming from? Where is he? Where is he? Aww. And wants to look for him. So it's, That's cute. But the last two nights we have not done that, because uh, it gets him really wound up. And it's hard to calm down. So, uh, anyway. So, yeah. That's life with a pet. um, And it's, you know, it's 10 o'clock. And uh, we're just shy of our nighttime walk here before going to bed. So... He has uh, to have another walk? Yes. We have... We have... Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, It'll it'll make it so he can... So, actually, I can not have to get up at, like, 7 in the morning. I thought take him out so there we go anyway so and then the other thing i think i'm watching that we've talked about is just like that
0: yeah which i am personally very much enjoying i am too there's a lot of haters out there but i personally really like
1: it yes we we did talk about a review that i read about the diwali episode that really irritated me because it was written by a millennial slash gen zier who well, was Indian of Indian, Indian descent Indian descent, Indian descent yes. and I uh, just felt like it gave the short shift to the whole Diwali thing and didn't understand why a woman who is in her 50s is still affected by her Indian parents uh, so it's just uh, I thought it was a little I mean uh, you know i'm I'm a white guy so I can't really say too much about um about that but well, i think
0: her main her main treatise was that there should be there could have been more
1: right yeah absolutely but but it was only one it was only carrie and her realtor who were kind of doing this part of the story and so um right i you know i mean they
0: were just like it could have been so less tropey and more like oh like you know let's let's do something that's that (laughs) This dog is very (laughs) distracting. (laughs) Yes. Um, That defies the expectations of the standard Indian tropes, which is like, get married. Like, why, you know, while you're old. Like, you know, which you've definitely seen in a lot of Indian dramas.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm just wondering, like, and this this reviewer, I don't remember her name and I'm not going to call her out on it, but, you know, uh, does... Does do, does she have really progressive, accepting parents who are not like this? I don't
0: know her life.
1: No, I know neither do I. But it, it just felt like she was being extremely judgmental of of another generation, mm-hmm. and and I read the review before I'd even watched the episode, and I just thought it was just very kind of tone. I, honestly, I thought it was kind of tone deaf and and kind of like how heavy is this dog? Uh, almost forty pounds. Oh wow, yeah. You can get a good workout pulling, your you're your flexing there. Uh, Forty pounds, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse us. I'm glad to say like, uh, he's very active. He's very active and very strong. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. I just I I got triggered by. It. I just thought it was kind of super judgmental from a twenty something. Saying what a fifty-somethings life should be like.
0: Well, we don't know her experience. It's like I was saying to you, like if like a show just did a very superficial job of representing like gay people, I think we'd be like we would probably eye roll. I know I don't know if we write like a full article about it, but yeah, know, we probably kind of have commentary about it. But
1: after watching the episode, I will say that you know the the Diwali part of this episode only comprised like five minutes of the show. Right. Of a. But four- I think that was
0: our other problem that it was like they try to sell the Diwali as a central piece of the episode. And I see,
1: I and, and as, I, as I was saying it to you at dinner, I think that the whole idea of Diwali was this, this balance between light and dark that all of the characters are kind of going through. Um, they're yeah. all trying to be... Um, they're all facing situations where they can be the light or they're facing darkness, and I think that that was the more meaningful part of why they chose this title for the episode. Um, so... That's, that's an
0: interesting interpretation.
1: So that that's my interpretation, but you know I'm not a TV critic. I am just a guy with a mic on a proof opinions with, and opinions, with opinions and notes. So yes. uh, anyway, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's dealt with grief really yes I really well. Yes. Uh, grief has been covered really well here. I also am mm-hmm. really into the um, Miranda storyline of mm-hmm. self-discovery right i and and also in i think the last two episodes they've really delved into rose's story yes yeah, of it's, uh, it's very
0: it's very woke and yeah i mean woke some, or yeah.
1: or current i would say that you know knowing uh, at least one possibly two uh, i'm trying to think who the second one is uh parents who are dealing with this sort of situation mm-hmm. um it's uh it's certainly uh prescient and it's uh current and i think mm-hmm. it's i think it's real um so i'm really enjoying that because you know as a potential adoptive father right. i think it's um good to be kind of aware of these things and sure. and i think um you know seeing seeing the family kind of go through this and and i would probably feel the same way if uh i was told through other parents and and not through my own child that they decided to change their pronouns and their name. Mm-hmm. I think that that would have been uh, bothersome to me a little bit too. But
0: yeah, Miranda's storyline is interesting. It's definitely like, you know, discover. I've, I've known people who have gone through that where it's like they're in their 50s and they're like, wait a
1: minute. They're unhappy I, with where they are. Yeah, I'm unhappy
0: and-, and am I even straight? Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, that's definitely, that's definitely a real thing. Um, so yeah. I do think her, yeah, her storyline's definitely compelling, and I'm, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about Che. I feel Che's a little annoying, but like, whatever. She's more of a, she's more of a narrative device in my mind for Miranda to discover herself. But whatever.
1: Yeah, I think she's she's a bit extreme, but um, but yeah, I think uh, I think I I like the character. I like that they've really sh- shaken it up a lot and added these new characters in. Um, obviously Willie Garcon has passed on. And so, um, his partner has kind of taken over the fourth spot Mm -hmm. of the threesome of the, the three women. Um, and, uh, I was also, I felt for, um, Carrie when she reached out to Samantha and she said, I miss you. And there Mm -hmm. wasn't that, there was kind of that Ah, empty space of response. Yeah. There was no response. Um, so I felt for for Carrie in that situation, but I was happy that she kind of reached out to Samantha and had that connection again. Yeah. But it didn't obviously didn't lead anywhere uh, other than to more kind of upset and and they they really jumped around with time like we're t- like it's almost been a year. Oh, it's been confusing. Yeah, the yeah. time is a little confusing. I time don't really know. time's been a little confusing in this, but it's
0: like or is it it's like discoveries or time travel?
1: Time, I mean, there definitely is, but I also think they had to do that because grief does take a a right. lot of time, and we mm-hmm. don't need to see Carrie going through yeah. day after day of the same. Grief. Well, that happened in
0: the first uh Sex and City movie, where if you recall, Big left her at the altar and oh, yeah. she spent half the movie just depressed.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, good good for them for learning from that because I don't no. think that was very exciting, but uh, yeah, so I'm enjoying just like that. Um, right. I, I think it's fun to, to watch a bunch of uh, a group of ladies in there. 50s go through, um, you know, exploring life, and um, so I think that that's uh, that's a good thing. So, uh, that's pretty much what I've been watching. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I did, oh, I did tell you that I did sign up during my COVID times, of uh, Brit, I did sign up for Brit Box and watched a bunch of classic Doctor Who, uh, because I was feeling nostalgic and I just needed some comfort. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching. So I did watch a bunch of classic Doctor Who of fourth and fifth Doctor mm-hmm. stuff. So before my trial ran out and I did not re- renew because I did not want another charge, subscription charge to There's so many. to manage. So, which is why, uh, speaking of Doctor Who, the modern Doctor Who, Dennis and I did watch series 13 and then the, the New Year's special. But we watched it by other means rather than signing up because uh, it was actually. Pretty challenging to watch it here in the U.S. if you did not have BBC America yeah. or live TV BBC America. So, um, so yeah. So that's what I've been watching. I've read, I've read a few books, uh, including uh, I've just finished Alex White's a- Revenant. Uh, well, no. So, so I learned about Alex White from that mm-hmm. book, Revenant. But then I listened to his first book that he's really well known for, um, which is probably it's one of a a trilogy. Uh, It's called A Big Ship at the Edge of the Universe. It did take me a couple of chapters to kind of get into it and get the or actually I think it was like five or six chapters before I got into it in the audio book. But it's a it's a longer book, but it was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a trilogy. I listened to the first one. I, I'm not immediately going to listen to the second one. Uh, but it was enjoyable and uh, definitely a different uh, different take. It was a fantasy sci-fi. Oh, interesting. So where humans in the future have magical talents. Oh. Um, and there are also be humans that don't have them, few and far between. And then there's this space and this big mystery of, uh, of a... Ship and a lot of history it was re- actually really good really complex hmm. interesting characters and um so yeah i enjoyed that and have been and finished that. so and then i jumped on to reading the latest uh high republic book the fallen star which i just started so there is everything that is a lot well it's been a long time since we've talked about this you know so um i think you and i have talked offline about this more than we talked about it on the podcast so anything else i need to
0: wash my clothes probably touch your dog so much
1: yes um anything else that you have been watching or viewing that you want to just share and talk about um, I feel that
0: we spoke about most
1: of it. Do we even talk about The Witcher? Like, I feel like... Oh my gosh, so The long. Witcher, yeah. We really have not talked about The Witcher. I enjoyed season two. Did you enjoy season two?
0: I enjoyed season two. I thought that Yara got the short end of the stick a little bit in season two. Like, she was kind of just like... I don't know. I felt that she got sidelined a little bit with her, with her uh, loss of her magic and then... I don't know. It was it was it was good. I mean, like I liked it. I because Yennefer was just such a force in season one. I kind of missed that, um, and I think that obviously season two was a time of discovery for her, for her to understand like her relationship with her herself and with magic. But I kind of feel that it took a while to kind of get there. Like well, it took the whole ha- season.
1: Well, yeah, and we also have the whole. We I feel like we learned a lot about witchers. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, that was, that was good. uh their kind of history so I thought that was that was really good uh we learned at first I thought that I can't remember her name the the young girl siri, siri. Mm-hmm. um I felt like at first at the early part of the season her looking older kind of bothered me oh um clearly uh, I mean obviously she's gonna look older but uh-huh. since since season one and season two started right. like concurrently like we we get to the main timeline at the end of season one right. and then we jump into season two season two is all about like is for, first and foremost is a straight through season like there's no time jumping there's no so like, yeah there's we no, don't, like, have tiny to, whiny nonsense. yeah we don't so we don't need to figure out what's going on when it's all happening in a in a straight timeline which is uh helpful uh so there's that um I really enjoyed it. I'm looking for, I really I mean I'm sure we're another year away from season 3. Least, yeah. Uh yeah, at least. Um but I'm really enjoying I really enjoy I mean looking at Henry Cavill but also uh-huh. uh I I just enjoy his character and um I enjoy the, the the way that the the journey has kind of evolved for the Witcher. Um and also all the, you know, all the all the impact of all this storyline on the witchers, the group that he belongs to, like, mm-hmm. and, and their castle, right? So, or their, I don't know, their, I don't remember what it's called. I know. Their, their stronghold. Their chateau, their stronghold in the mountains. Their chateau. Um, which has already been destroyed and, and beaten up. And there's more holes in it than there are in, uh, city streets in New York city. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, that Did you have any other thoughts on The Witcher? I'm sure we can do
0: a whole episode on The Witcher. I mean, like, I, I did enjoy this season, like I said. I wish Yennefer had more presence.
1: She was just... I felt I like this this season was more about...
0: It's more about Siri and G- Geralt. Yeah, Geralt, um, yeah. Than, I think, Yennefer. I just... Yeah. Yennefer was just so memorable in season yeah. one and you're kind of rooting for her the whole time yeah um where I, I kind of felt that this season we didn't have as much of that in her character which i kind of missed and i feel that again this is a thing with the witcher and maybe this is a thing with some of the other shows we enjoy that they expand to kind of just like throw these pronouns at you and i'm like i don't know what you guys are talking about like you know these Names and places and people. And oh yeah, at a certain the, point, the way like, that I have no
1: idea. <laughs> yeah, the way that um, the world is because we we get into the elves this. There's season. a lot.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like B C D E plots. Like you know the machinations of the elves, and then that other witch that's with um with what's that kingdom? Then and something. Sorry. Oh, I
1: don't. I don't even know the kingdoms' names. That's how like
0: nilheim Nef- Nefheim?
1: oh yeah nilheim or something um, some, yeah, and then something the like witch
0: the witch in the forest and that oh yeah that, that whole piece. mythology was a little bit i was like where is this coming from yep. and like and then um i yeah there was a, there was a lot going on and then there, the plotting with like the other mages and then some of the royalty it was like there's just a lot happening, and then I, I not, I'm i not quite sure it all kind of came together at the end, other than, like, everyone's out to find Siri now. Everyone knows yes. that Siri has elder blood, yes. and she is going to tip the scales of, like, the world or whatever, so I think that was kind of the gist, but... And I, then the and ending, like,
1: right? Then then we have the ending. Then we,
0: find, then we find, like, the Emperor of Nilheim is Siri's father... Or whatever. It was just, like, there was a lot going on. Um, and some of the things I just did not really care about. Like, some of the elf stuff, I was like, all right, it's fine. And then, like, if you remember, like, the elf queen, like, kind of formed a relationship, a friendship with, like,
1: the witch in Nilheim, right. And then I was like, is
0: there something going on here? Right. I was just like, I don't know. There was a lot Well, going that on. was
1: really, you know, yeah, I thought... Well, that, the whole storyline was interesting because there was lack of trust and there they, they built trust and then they blew the trust right and I'm still are you clear on who killed their the elf child? Uh, yeah the emperor did oh the emperor himself yeah. did or yeah the emperor did
0: because he the emperor wanted the elves to turn against the human the
1: warmth, oh okay, which they
0: did huh because the witch and the other guy. <laughs> there's so many characters, the witch and the other guy, the general, were like, oh, we did it. Like, remember? Like, right, right, city, yeah. Like, oh, we we did this because we, we were plotting and, you know, this is the plan all along. Yeah. And the emperor was like, whatever, bitches, you, I did it. Right, yeah. You know. It was just like a lot, there was a lot of, like, scheming, a lot of machinations. I was like, is this the witcher or is this Gossip Girl? Like, there's just a lot, <laughs> like, backstabbing and planning and scheming and... I, to a point where I was like, I don't know who these people are anymore. I don't care.
1: So. Yeah, I thought that it wasn't clear as to who was uh who the series father was until you know the very end. And right. we did it was, see it. A... It was just
0: like I think there was like they, they tried to shove a lot in. And then yeah. like then you have like the wild hunt, which honestly is not that well explained. Um you know that it's like this like apocalyptic Horsemen kind of deal oh but you right really yeah no like you don't know that you don't really talk about it they're hinted at a lot we see them yep but it's like there's not there's some of the mythologies is not expanded on and then we're just left guessing like that's the other thing that I'm kind of just like we're kind of just we kind of need to kind of make assumptions or like whatever
1: right yeah No. Yeah
0: sometimes it does that. They just, like, throw all these things at you and, like, hope it lands.
1: Well, and they're, they're you know, they're following the book, the book series to some extent. A little bit and, of book, a little
0: bit of the video game. It's like... Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah.
1: So it's kind of an amalgamation of, yeah. of different sources and things, so... Um, oh my god. Okay. Well, for
0: our loyal listeners, there's been a slight catastrophe plant was knocked over in Mike's apartment because the dog got too rambunctious and Mike got too excited throwing the ball. So, here we are.
1: Oh, as well.
0: So, whatever. I can't deal with that shit.
1: <laughs>
0: in any case, here we... I, I'm not helping you with that.
1: No, it's fine. It's fine. fine. Yes. It is fine, yes. So, um... So okay, anything else? Anything else off topic that you want to talk about?
0: Um, no, I think that is mostly it. Okay. All right. What else are we looking forward to other
1: than more Star Trek? Uh, I don't have anything to look forward to. Nothing. I mean, it's very bleak. Uh, it's bleak, very bleak, bleak, bleak. Yeah. Television wise, all. Ah! I- all I have is Star Trek to watch now, right? Uh, there's no more Expanse. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Book of Boba Fett. We did, which we did not talk oh about. Oh my God, I have so many notes. Yeah, I have Let, so many. Let's notes. save. Let's save Boba Fett for next week. I we'll have talk so about. Much feedback. Yeah, that's a oh whole another. So the Book of Boba Fett, I think, is the only other genre thing that's, that's right. live and happening right now. Other oh than God. that, it's just uh, that. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, I did oh, I did go and see Dennis and I went and saw the amazing Spi- uh the Spider-Man uh it. No Way Home. Excellent. Yeah. I have to say uh it is one of my favorite Marvel movies. I know, everyone's saying that. I haven't I don't I, I can't even, no I'm no not even, even going to give you any spoilers. It's just I I mean and, and on top of that, other than uh I do have a huge crush on Simo 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 Lee. Who plays uh, uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Uh, I have a crush on him, but I also have a huge crush on Tom Holland now. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. He's just this cute and sexy and, you know, why not? Why not? Uh, But, yeah. uh, Yeah, you get to see him as boxers. I mean, he's cute. He's he's good to look at. And, yeah, you you feel for him throughout this entire movie. So uh yeah a lot of great feelings from this movie by far one of my favorite marvel movies in recent memory shang chi by the way the only movies i have gone to see since the pandemic Mm -hmm. has been shang chi and spider-man
0: yeah i saw shang chi in theaters and then also eternals which was okay
1: so i uh, we did watch eternals on um on disney plus Mm -hmm. that was good
0: i could have waited for disney plus i don't oh yeah 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 no
1: i'm glad i waited for disney plus i did also watch uh the final james bond james bond 25 no time to die in theaters uh no i watched it here i bought it on oh you uh, bought it i bought it and watched it um (laughs) yeah you know i'm a bit of a completionist and i had a few of the movies in itunes and uh yeah, I just decided to buy the ones, and I actually. So that's the other thing I. I did watch. Uh, watch the last couple of. I. I don't. I didn't watch Casino Royale. I think I watched Quantum of Sol- Solace and Onward, and then finally just this week, while Dennis has been away, I think Saturday night or yeah, Saturday night or Sunday night, I watched No Time to Die, and it was excellent as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so Eventually. yeah. So yeah, so yeah, quite a bit of, quite a bit of TV. But now I feel like we're in the dry spell. Now I don't know. Now I feel like we're approaching that another dry spell, COVID dry spell of shows to watch because nothing is really grabbing my attention. Mm. Uh, nothing's on the horizon that I can think of that I'm super excited about, uh, other than Strange New Worlds. Super excited about that.
0: Uh, but that's not till May. May.
1: I know, I know. That's, uh, <laughs> We're
0: in mid-January
1: right now. I know, so, so I'm, I'm worried. What am I going to do? So you want to uh, start an aquarium? No, I do not want to start an aquarium. I oh, haven't.
0: do you like Bridgerton? It's coming up in March.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I watched the first season. It's not series. sci-fi, but... It's yeah. not. I did watch the first... We did watch the first season of Bridgerton, and I think the captivating... Ugh, the captivating point of season one is the... Regent or the... Cat, what is this? The Duke? The Duke? The, the main dude. Yeah. Rene... I don't know Renee Rene... Yeah, he's just... Well, you can watch
0: Snowpiercer. Did you watch uh, the Matrix movie?
1: No! Oh, yeah. I saw... Oh! Matrix... Re- Resu- Revolutions? Resurrections. Resurrections. Peacemaker? No, no interest. No interest. Didn't really... Uh, didn't really love the character in the Suicide Squad, so... Not gonna watch a series devoted to him. Okay. All right. Um, well, you, you Dennis could. might watch it, but I won't. I don't. I think it's. No. Um,
0: I mean, you could, you can watch *Snowpiercer*. It's not bad. Okay. It's actually well, interesting. All right. Um, has some interesting ideas. Okay. All right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. No. Really. I me. think.
1: I think we're we're we've pretty much exhausted. We'll, we'll talk about the book of Boba Fett next week after we watch, uh, episode four, which, uh, you've if heard. If he
0: pees on me, I will. He will
1: freak not pee. The fuck. Out. <laughs> He's not gonna pee on you. But it is getting time to wrap this up, so uh, nice. I think that's enough for off-topic, and uh, I'm going to jump right into fansets really quick.
0: Oh yeah, let's talk about our sponsor.
1: Yeah, so fansets sponsors the Trek Geeks Podcast Network and Deep Space Pride, and uh, so right before uh, right before the telethon this weekend. Uh, well, one, it was Lou's birthday, so happy birthday to Lou. Oh, the
0: Gilded Age. Are you
1: excited for that one? Gilded Age.
0: It's from Julian Fowles. Oh, the oh did yeah. I,
1: I just saw a, our ad for that. I'm I I my...
0: love Carrie Coon. Do you know who Carrie Coon is? No, I she do She was not. on The Leftovers. No, no
1: <gasps> idea.
0: Oh, my God. Have you ever seen The
1: Leftovers? I don't think so, no heartbreaking. Heartbreaking fantastic what? What? series. <laughs> heartbreaking fantastic. Don't no, two words so that are usually void. not in the same sense. Well,
0: no, I mean like The expanse is heartbreaking sometimes, but like The Leftovers is excellent. Carrie Coon is amazing, and I'm so excited for The Gilded Age because Carrie Coon's in it. Uh we have we have Carrie Coon. Also we have we have like a lot of HBO people.
1: Okay, but well, this is more of a historical fiction, a la what? What did she write before this? Uh, what he,
0: Julian Fowles,
1: Yeah, he did oh, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, that's right. Well, this is
0: supposed to be like New York in the late 19th century, okay, 1880s, right, yeah. 1890s, right, like the yeah. golden age of New York. Yes, so I'm I, mean, not, I mean, I mean, I very check it far off from the genre of this. You know,
1: yeah, we but. do watch other things other than sci-fi fantasy. Yes. Uh, oh my God, you should so.
0: give the leftovers. A, though you might end up depressed. Yeah, no. But no, it's so, so you, good, you so sold good. Sold
1: it wrong, fails. So good. Anyway, let's go back to talking about. Yeah, it's fans. <laughs> is, this happens every time that we talk about fans. That's we have one more thing to talk about before one we more thing. in the middle of the in our sponsor app I'm, here. So, you know
0: why? Because I'm going through like my HBO app to okay. see what else there is. Okay. Well,
1: maybe put down your phone and pay attention. Be Okay, but you're
0: the one that talks about fan sets. I don't talk about fan sets. You talk about fan set, and then at the end, I'm like, "That's fan and that's it.
1: So continue. It's past someone's bedtime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he needs an, his evening nap. He oh, he didn't have his evening nap. Anyway, wow. um, so fan supports the Chuck Eats podcast network and Deep Space Pride, and we are so happy for their partnership with us and. Uh, for the new releases for January 15th. Uh we have three new micro figure releases. We have uh Wayoon, uh Lita and Galt. So definitely go check out those. Also if you want to check out the new uh kind of full I don't know what the the full size uh Yeah, the ships. The ships. Uh, what is the Trek Pro Files line of collectibles? So it's going to be ships, deltas, and oversized characters. They are starting out with the Enterprise refit as their first one, and that's going to come out in uh, in April. I believe it's going to launch at Mission Chicago. So super excited about that. You can't order that yet, obviously, but uh, it is on their webs. Uh, it is on their Instagram. I didn't. Necessarily find it on their website, but you should go over to Fansets on Instagram and follow them there, and you'll keep up to date on all the latest pin collectibles that they sponsor and if you uh, that they create. Uh, and if you spend more than $30 of pins, which is really easy to be honest, uh, they have so many great pins over 400 Star Trek pins and tons of other uh, genres, including Scooby Doo, Harry Potter, and Uh, Doom Patrol, Green Lantern, wow, this list just goes on and on. Justice League, uh, there's so many things that they do. Oh, and you can break it down by series and Star Trek. So, uh, check that out. Their Women in of Trek series is also pretty amazing. But if you go and spend $30, uh, you're going to get free shipping. And if you use the code DSPRIDE, all one word, all caps, you're going to save an amazing 10% off your order. And we want to thank Fansets for being our exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network.
0: Emily in Paris. That's the other one you need to watch. No. And yeah, here's good.
1: But thanks, Fansets.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and before I kill Johnson, Johnson, please tell us. Bring this home. Tell us. Bring, tell, this home. bring this home and tell our listeners how they can get in touch with us.
0: Yeah, so y'all can reach us on the socials on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> like, which platforms are we on? Twitter and Instagram at Deep Space Pride, and you can email us at dspacepride at gmail dot com. Please send us your recommendations as to what what shows and movies we can watch while we are. Also watching Star Trek because apparently we're entering a uh, dry spell, and Mike needs more content to watch.
1: So I need something different, and Emily in Parr- Paris does not fulfilled that at all. Let's just be clear. Have you tried it? No, I have no interest in it whatsoever. Really? There are I'm hot not. guys in it. All right, maybe. <laughs> but no, not really. I'm not. You know, because you know, yes. Yeah, it's, it's just fluffy. That's okay. Well, fluffy, you know.
0: It's escapist. Uh, is it? Yeah. yeah. No, no right. it is.
1: All right, maybe, but I'm not. I've seen like half an episode. I was like, Oh, what? Well, this is this this resounding. Well, it was too fluffy. Review for me. is oh too fluffy for you. Yeah. No, so you stopped halfway through the episode. Well, you know
0: the problem is she worked in advertising, and that was triggering. <laughs> she, they, the first, the first uh, escapism until the first conversation is about like I think social media. I'm like oh, triggered.
1: Oh, uh, see. <laughs> And since I talk to you all day on Slack, I think it'll probably be triggering for me because I'm just going to be like, God, this is like Johnson's life if we were a 20-something girl on social media. It, yeah, it's a
0: little different. She's, she's She works for an ad company, and then she ends up in Paris somehow. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah, Not none, of
1: that, none of that interests me at all, despite the hot guys being in it. Anyway, are you going to bring this home or am I? Am I going to land this plane or you? What are you talking
0: about? I already shared our social media channels.
1: Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this live in-person broadcast of Deep Sea's Pride. I was like, what else do you want from me? I want you to land the plane, as we say. (laughs) Uh, What else? I don't know. Anyway, we look forward to talking to you next week about Time Amok and uh, other. And we'll talk about the Book of Boba Fett as well on next week's episode of deep space pride thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next week bye everyone